got it in the pocket. Good. Okay, cool. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, first of all, I hope that you have that clock somewhere I can see. Here it is. Because I come from a tradition where we don't hold to time. But I'm going to do that this morning. I've been working on it since I've been working for gallery the last three years um, with my Anglo. <laughs> my Anglo brothers and sisters uh, have different minutes than us black folks sometimes have. So I've been working on that. And um, I'm going to use my white man minutes today. Um, happy anniversary, uh, Pastor Ben Rebecca. That's an amazing thing. I just got married not too long ago, January 25th. Um, so I'm brand new to this thing. So I just hope one day, one day, it's some work, I'm going to tell you. Um, it is always my pleasure when I get the opportunity and my privilege when I get to share the word of God. Amen. Because I have a testimony, which I know many of you in this room have. Well, when you look back at your past, you're like, why in the world am I here? How am I still alive? How did I make it through that depression? How did I make it through when my parents divorced? How did I make it through that turmoil and all that hell that I went through, that deep, dark pit that I found myself in? Why in the world am I still here? And then all we have on our lips is a but God. So when he gives me the opportunity to bring forth his word, and as Pastor Ben has allowed me to be able to share with you, see, it's something else when a pastor gives that opportunity over because he doesn't know if I'm going to come up here and be crazy and say something that he's got to deal with for the next two months. You know, so remember that pastor came up there and did all that crazy stuff, you know. So it's a huge um, privilege, but I need to get out of the way of the Holy Spirit. And one thing I can say about your church already just being here for the little time that I have been is that y'all are praying for the people. Amen. It's a praying church. When I leave from here, I get to say what? I say that City Bible Church is a praying church, okay? So I'm about to pray right now to get out the way. Father God, Lord, would you decrease me and increase your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus? Lord, would your words speak forth? I pray against every single demonic stronghold that the enemy tried to come up in here with. We pray that you would tear them down and open up right now the floodgates of heaven, windows of blessing. Open up our minds and our hearts to receive what you have to say. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, there's one thing. I'm going to grab this, okay? There is one thing that um, I love. I love when the Lord sets you up, when he sets you up. And he set me up this morning because I didn't know that the two brothers were going to come up here and they were going to say what they did. But it was, it's perfectly related to the message that I'm going to give today, okay? So I want you to keep that in your minds as we go forward. Right. Um, as intentional living pastor of Gallery Church, one of the things that I am tasked to do is to help our people to love their neighbors, whoever they are. Whoever they are. The reason they brought me on the job was because I was the uh, intentional living pastor there. I worked in a um, missional community amongst addicts and uh, women and men who were in prostitution. Um, some of them were being sex trafficked, so I did stuff with pimps, all that kind of stuff, people in heroin addiction, um, heard horror stories every day, welcomed them into our house. Sometimes those people that were struggling with addiction would live with us for a seri- season or a period. Um, much failure in that ministry when it came to seeing people walk out of addiction, much success when we were stretched to learn what it was going to take to love in difficult, hard places. Amen. Before that, I uh, did youth work. Uh, I was a youth pastor and the majority of my kids, 70 to 80 percent of them were from the streets. They were gang members. 
Um, some of them were just your regular street kids. Most of your normal, regular street Baltimore kid is not a gang member. He's not involved in selling drugs or anything like that. He's a regular kid. He just lives in a tough environment. That's the reality, you know. And so the majority of my kids were that way. But we did have we had Crips and Blood. Sometimes they came there at the same time and there were some altercations. Um, you got to call the police to your church. Not a fun thing. Um, but I got to witness that brokenness. I remember a mother calling me up one morning and saying, um, they called me Brother Josh. Brother Josh. I said, what? She said, I don't know what I'm going to do with the girls. I need to give them away. I just got into a fist fight with my daughter. I beat her with a broom handle. The broom handle broke. I cut her face up. It's from the mother. And I'm like, what? She shares this horror story. And some of my students, that's where their lives were, and their parents were horror stories. We buried a lot of people when I was a youth pastor, a lot of family members. And we got to walk with the kids. And I praise God because amongst their brokenness, I found Jesus. I found Jesus when this little white boy lived across the street from us, was the street from me, one of the poorest families on the block. I remember I went outside one day and um, was picking up trash and he came running out and he said, Brother Josh, why are you picking up trash? Why are you picking up trash? Why are you picking up trash? People are just going to throw more back down. I said, Nick, if we don't do it, no one will. Even if people throw trash on the ground, we still continue the good work. About 15, 20 minutes, he tried to convince me. Brother Josh, stop, stop, stop. You know. Then Nick had a little brother. His name was Bill Bill. Now, Bill Bill never had a shirt on, nor shoes. Not because he didn't have shoes or a shirt. He just didn't want to wear them. So Bill Bill comes running out. He's probably like three. Comes running outside, shirt off, dirty. And he has a plastic bag in his hand. And I watched Bill Bill and I watched his dirty fingers reach down into the sewer and pick up a piece of trash and put it in the bag. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, this is what discipleship looks like. Nick, watching his brother, then ran into the house, grabbed a trash bag and got a broom and we cleaned up the block together. Now. When I went to go get some more tools, I came back. Yeah, you know, hey, I let the trash bag go. It was flying in the air. He was, Nick was hitting Bill Bill with the broom. And I said, well, y'all kept on cleaning up. He said, no, you know, we're waiting for you to get back. You know, I'm like, okay. Um, but the Lord let me see Jesus there amongst his children, amongst his children. And so I've been blessed to be able to be within those um, situations. But those situations are, if I get this thing to Those situations are a place where God is loving me. Where God is loving me. Where he's reaching down from this place in glory. And he's meeting me. In the realness of the brokenness of the city, he met me. In the realness of the families that grow up without the fathers and the mothers and the household together. In the realness of those parents that are grieving over the deaths of their sons. He's meeting people. And this is essentially what the message of the gospel is about. It's about a God who meets us. Who's not removed from the sufferings of what it means to be a human being. From the realities of this world. But one that is incarnated himself means moved in the neighborhood. 
And so when we're hit with the horrible atrocities that we're seeing all across the world right now, I don't know if you saw, but Ukraine and Russia is at a high end of there's going to be war. And Israel and Palestine is in one of the most uh, terrible places that they have ever been in in the history of those countries. And we're seeing Ferguson blow up, but it's really a microcosm of our urban centers all around America. And we're seeing all this stuff all over pop up, all this horrible brokenness everywhere we look. And we have to remember that our God is not one who sits up on a throne, looks down and just says, he is a God that is weeping. He is a God that is involved. He is a God that says, I know your pain and I'm crying more than you. And I'll tell you, I wouldn't worship him if he wasn't that guy. But he is. But he is. So we ask ourselves sometimes difficult, tough questions, right? I ask myself these difficult, tough questions. I said, God, why do the little girls that I do... I have done in the past, I did a ministry with, and that our church now is going out and reaching into families. Why are they being sexually abused? Why do I have to watch this happen time and time again? Why is all this brokenness here? God, will you just, why don't you do something about it? And he says this, I have. And I care. And when she's in that situation, I'm there with her. And I'm feeling the pain. See, God is very much different than us because if we created the universe, we would create one where everything would be happy and work go our way all the time. Where we would never have to step into pain or problems or anything else. That's why it's hard for us to understand God. That's why we question him so much. Because what we say is, that, well, if I was God, I would create the universe in a place where there was no pain, there was no misery. It would be a, a consistent, pleasurable experience all the time. Amen? But God, for whatever reason, created a world that was broken where there's pain and all that kind of things where he allowed, I should say, he created a world that he would allow to become broken so that he could show this great love within it and he could suffer with his creation. And that is something that is extremely difficult for us to understand because we wouldn't do it that way. Right. But there's a scripture that says the greatest love is what? That a man that would give his life for his friends. That a woman or a man would step into the brokenness of the world and say, I got you back. Even if it costs me my life or my happiness or my comfort or whatever, my finances, it doesn't matter. I got you. And so this is this really weird kind of juxtaposition of the upside down kingdom of God that we see where things don't make sense to us. Right. Okay. I'm going to go back. a few. You're probably like, what are these slides about? Okay. I want to show this really quick. Um, what are thoughts that come to your mind when you first see this image, this image of this crack in the concrete? Thoughts. Brokenness. Brokenness. Hardness. Stress. Imperfection. Anybody else? Hmm? Space. Weakness. Someone told me, and one time I, I, was, I was talking about this crack. They said, 311, Baltimore need to come out and fix that. <laughs> well, I, said, I said, okay, that's pretty, that's a real city answer for you right now. Like, I think you guys are hitting on the head brokenness. The Ukraine and Russia, Ferguson, Missouri, Baltimore, Maryland, your family and mine. Your community and mine. Amen. Our testimonies. 
It looks like this. See, when God created the world, he created one that didn't have his crack in it, right? Everything was perfect. And then man came. This is like another telling of Genesis. A man came and then took a hammer and smashed it. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) That's basically it. So he created a world that was whole, that was perfect, that was wonderful, that was peaceful. Everybody got along. And then we came along and we cracked it. But when we see this crack, do we see it with kingdom eyes? Are we willing to see this with kingdom eyes? Or has living in this city and living in your family and living in your community wore you out so much that you don't know how to hope and dream? I'm going to challenge you to see it with kingdom eyes. Even if you're tired and worn out. You're like, I've been hoping and dreaming for a long time. They've been dashed and over and over again. At the end of this message, I hope you have, you, you, you have this thing on the inside of you, I call it the Holy Spirit, burning, saying, let's dream again. Kingdom, my concept of the crack. Potential. Out of the brokenness and the messed up parts of this world, Potential. Potential for what? Potential for something beautiful to grow. Potential for something beautiful to go. And here's the thing. The rose that grows out of a garden is nothing special. But a rose in a garden. The rose that grows from the crack in the concrete is amazing. It's a miracle. It baffles us. It tells us that there is a God who can do the impossible. And so who is the rose that grows from the concrete, right? This concept or this picture, this image that we see, this is actually was coined by someone who grew up in Baltimore. His name was Tupac Shakur. He was one of the like greatest gangster rappers to ever live. He was killed in the 90s. Okay. Before he turned real gangster, though, he was a poet and actually went to Baltimore High School of the Arts. Right. He's like a thespian. It's kind of crazy that he ends up becoming this gangster rapper right later in life. Um, but he wrote this poem as he reflected as a young man on the brokenness of urban America. Right. And and of this city, because this is where he lived. We wouldn't ask why a rose that grew from the concrete uh, for having da- damaged petals. In turn, we would all celebrate its tenacity. We would all Love its will to reach the sun. Well, we are the roses. This is the concrete and these are my damaged petals. Don't ask me why. Thank God. And ask me how. We are the roses. The roses to do what? The roses to display the image of God. To speak words of hope and peace. And this morning, if you have damaged petals, don't ask why. Thank God. And ask Him, how did you do it? This hit me one day that this image and this image were connected. You see, Jesus 
when he died on that cross, we have to understand what the situation was. Jesus's death on the cross was horrible. I want you all to get this right right now. Jesus was a teacher, a teacher of love. And this amazing teacher of love came to earth. A part of the triune God, perfect in everything he did, came to earth to meet the folks that broke up the concrete. And you know what we did with him? We broke him. Or attempted to, I should say. That's a horrible thing to happen. For a man to hang from a Roman cross. It's a horrible thing to happen. For God to hang from a robo cross. Do you all get this? For him to come down to earth and for us to murder him. The worst thing I would say that has ever happened in the existence of the universe happened that day. You know what was bigger than that even? That when he came down and he took on the sins of the earth, therefore a split second was a separation. Of an entity, a being that existed forever, both ways in this perpetual dance. The father, the son and the Holy Spirit. That dance came to an end on that cross for a split second in eternity. And the angels all looked and said, what happened? Look, what did they do that for? What is going on? And the demons in hell, they celebrated. So out of the ugliest, darkest, evilest thing that could ever happen, the greatest gift that could ever be given in the in the largest showing of love was displayed. Through the cracks. Through the cracks, the beauty comes. So this image is the most beautiful thing for us that who are believers is what this image is our life. That he would take his, the sin of the world on his shoulders in every single one of ours and that he would be the sacrifice for it all. This is the most beautiful gift that we could ever been given, but it came out of a crack in the ground. And then he says what? He says, I want you to live like me. Do you know what that means? When he says to us, I want you to live like me. When he says, I've given all authority and power has been given unto me. And now I send you out. To walk in that same authority, to walk in my father's name. Do you know what he's saying? He's saying that out of the muck and the mire of this broken, trampled down world, you too can what? You too can be beautiful. By the power of my spirit. By the power of my might. For us that are getting tired. We're getting worn out. you got to remember, it's not by your power. It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. And all he's asking is for a yes. That's it. Just someone who has the audacity to say yes. Someone has the audacity to say, you know what? The killings must stop. And I'm just going to say this, God. Yes. I already know that it's the Lord's willing for the killings to stop. We just got to come into alignment with it and say yes. Say, but I'm not this and I'm not that. I watched this little old lady. Little old 80 year old white lady at this church I was at. She was the only white person in our entire church on the corner of Monroe Street in Saratoga, Western District. And I remember this little bitty old white lady. She was a, a Baltimore school teacher back in the day. And she came up to me after a sermon and she said, Brother Josh, I heard your message today about how we need to get active and move in the community. And I want you to know I'm ready and I'm willing and I ain't scared. I said, Come on. Her name was Sister Testament. It might as well have been Sister Testament. 
And I said, come on, Sister Testament. And she said, and I got some lady's number right now. You need to call and go by her house and see if she's struggling with drug addiction. I said, Sister Testament, you still moving, still active? You live in Ellicott City? What you, what are you doing out here in these streets? I said, I got able-bodied people scared to move and shift and all that because they can't get over that God needs to be in the equation. But you've already arrived there. And he guess what? She's like, I can't stop. She wasn't retiring. Get this. She wasn't retiring from letting God's glory be shown through her. She was going to go through her casket. For all I know, she's going to pop up and jump out of it and preach to the people there and jump back in like, all right, take me home now. Like, why? Because she got that fire on the inside of her. Not her, but what? She's allowing God with a yes. 80 some years old. Come on, somebody. Don't tell me you can't do it. Why? Because it's not about you. Because if you tell me you can't do it, what you're telling me is that God can't. Mm -hmm. That he has a that the creator of the universe that put everything in motion, that he has an inability to be able to use you for something. And it's unacceptable. And I got to say this to myself every day because I'm confronted with this thought all the time. Josh can't be beautiful today. Too worn out. And what is it? Y'all pray in church. Y'all know what to do. Fall on those knees. Lord, please. I need some help. This is Lauren Cornish. She has a um, art gallery, a few of them different all around the city. One of them is in Fells Point. It's called How Great Thou Art. Mm, you know. And I love it. He's a believer, too. And I love it. Actually, I saw him on the way driving here. It was crazy. He, he called to me from a car. So you, I'm, God just setting me up this morning. And um, all of his work is out of mosaics. All of his work is taking something. Get this now. Taking something and breaking it. And making it better than what it was before. I'm going to tell you why. Remember that concrete, smooth pavement? It's better with a rose growing out of it. Go see my man, Lauren. He's a trip, though. He may not have a shirt on when you see him. (laughs) And this brings us to this love. So how does the Bible tell us about this love, right? This is taken from the Wycliffe uh, Bible Encyclopedia. And I love how it highlights these key things. The central truth of the gospel is that God has provided a way of salvation for men through the gift of his son to the world. He suffered as a sacrifice for sin, overcame death, and now offers a share in his triumph to all who will accept it. Remember that whole thing I said, coming to alignment with it with a yes. The gospel is good news because it is a gift of God, not something that must be earned by penance or by self-improvement. All it is a what? It's a yes. It's 1 Corinthians 15, chapter 15, verse 1. Now, I love this scripture, and this is something I got to leave you all with because the scripture has so much power in it. And I want you to follow the that's. Follow the that's. I'm giving this to you for a reason. So whenever you get stuck and you're in a witness to somebody or if you yourself aren't a believer and you're like, I don't remember like how all this thing works. All I want you to do is go to first Corinthians 15 and follow the that's. OK, y'all got me. We're going to follow the that's. That I'll keep on just keep on saying that until it like gets so deep into you. Like, man, I'm going to do all you talked about was following the that's. Now, I want to make clear for you, brothers and sisters, the gospel that I preached to you that you received on which you stand and by which you are being saved. 
If you hold firmly to the message I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I passed on to you as of first importance what I also received. All that's the setup for the that's. All right. Y'all ready? That Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas and to the twelve. And to 500 others. And the rest of the scripture says this. He appeared to 500 others and most of them are still alive. You know why he said that? Because he wanted them to go check it out. Like if you don't believe that he's back. Because this was something at this time that you could have gone into the Roman records and just proved for yourself. Like, okay, he's dead. They say that they killed him. And then you can go to most of the 500 and you can't get 500 people to agree on anything. <laughs> and so for all of them to say, yeah, man, I saw that guy. And you got another one like, I think I saw him, but I'm not. Go talk to Pookie and them because Pookie and them know <laughs> around the street from Stephopius. You know what I mean? Like, and so what we see here is Paul and he's laying out for people. The way that the rose pushed through the ground, that God would show this thing. And what he says is this, is that darkness no longer has power because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This message of power and light, this message of love, that God would be so merciful that he would say, I'm going to love the cracks in the ground and create new life in them. A seed can't birth new life unless it falls to the ground and dies. And so we now we do what we're baptized. We fall down and go down in death with Christ to do what? To arise in new life. Mm -hmm. So a baptism about. And then he got this thing called the Holy Spirit that he says, I will send you this comforter. And and you don't know everything, but he gonna come. He gonna teach you all things. And his Holy Spirit comes and seals us Mm -hmm. with salvation. Just like the emperor's seal. And guess what? That seal ain't broken. Because there's power in that seal. More power than you and me have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some of us, we've been sealed. So are the that's active in you? Mm -hmm. Are these that's on your mind? Mm. Close your eyes real quick. Dust on the ground. A man falling to his knees, bearing a cross, covered in blood, tears dripping from his eyes, parched lips and a mouth. He looks up, he stares you in the face. And he says, the father loves you. And he keeps walking. Open your eyes. That. By your heads real quick. Father God, I thank you. That you are a God that. That saw us in our brokenness, that sees the world the way that it is. And you ain't gave up on us. But instead, you're loving us. And you're doing something active. God, help us to lean into you. 
to grab on to this message, this message of hope, this message of glory, this message of peace. And to have yeses on our lips. That we would be able to push through the concrete and be a display of your glory and your image. In the name of Jesus, amen.